Semire can get out in the Gulf and work on some of the offshore work that he does overnight without being too cramped for space. So it's been a great thing uh, to use. Well, now to begin to look at some of the activities that we've been involved in the last, this past year and that we're moving into. I feel like I have spent a, a tremendous amount of time uh, in, in a good way with uh, personnel issues. Uh, we've had two retirements and those are always kind of sad times with, uh, as we, we, the good thing about it around here, we can't, we don't really say goodbye because the folks don't go away, but they just, I uh, don't have to pay them anymore. Maybe that's the best part of that. Uh, with Dr. Jensen and Dr. Grizzle, we, we uh, lost the last two of the, the four Johns that used to have an office on the second floor. We had four Johns with John Grover, John Plum, John Grizzle, and John uh, Jensen, all with offices on the second floor. So he could just yell out there for John, and she'd have all kind of people coming out. But uh, we were able to uh, hire two great folks with uh, Dr. Alan Wilson, Dr. Jim Steckel. Uh, Alan, Jim, everybody met them? Raise your hand. Are you out there? I'm in the other room. Oh, there's Jim. Okay. I don't even see Alan right there. Uh oh. Take that mark. But, and, and then uh, we've had a big change in our front. There he is. Okay, he's next door. <laughs> uh, three. Three out of our six in the front office change over two, with two of them moving out of state, and Phyllis figured she didn't need to work beyond 80 years, and so she, she retired too. But we've been a family for a long time, and that's been the hard part, is that uh, so many of us have, have come in and been here, and now we're seeing these folks that have uh, been here 30 plus years, and, and it is time, because that was that kind of that magic time, I think, in the in the early 70s, about 30 to 35 years ago, when there was a huge growth spell and the faculty expanded and staff expanded. Uh, so we've, we've hired two new front office staff. I hope you've met Karen Booker and Jeannie Perry. I'm very pleased with them, and especially this last week as Mary Lou has been out. I, and I know all of us felt like we, we might as well just close up if the day that Mary Lou leaves, but, but they have really jumped in and taken, taken that lion's share of work and have uh, kept us going. We haven't had everything, but we've got it, we get it done. It's a little slower, but hopefully we've finished the interview process and we'll have uh, a good person to take over for what Audrey's been doing, and that'll help tremendously as we we'll get back up to full staff and Mary Lou gets back in hopefully next week. So, so that's the one search that's on the way. We've also, might know, I'll talk a little bit more about our International Center, which is next next to us in the office and suites downstairs, but uh, we've been looking for a permanent uh, support for Billy Earl, and uh, we've, we've done our interviews and, and made a recommendation, and that's getting approved, I guess, across campus. And, uh, so hopefully that'll be taken care of. Well, we also had a lot going on out at the station as well. Uh, early on, we the station had been there, just been our North Auburn fishery station forever. It, as it grew, and that was all that we needed to talk about, unless we referred to the lower station or upper station. But uh, this past spring, 
we did have approval from the board of trustees and named it the E.W. Shell Fisheries Center. Dr. Shell uh, really was Dr. Swingle's right-hand person throughout his last 10 years as Dr. Swingle kind of turned it over to Shell as he began to travel uh, his last 10 years. And so Dr. Swingle did a lot of the work for, for about 10 years before he officially became department head about eight, 72 or uh, and then he served for another 22 years so he was really a person that saw a lot of this growth and managed it and a lot of buildings that are built and ponds that are built out of the station so it was indeed a, a worthy honor to be able to name the station for Dr. Shell and, and I'm hopeful that I don't know Rusty if that's going to work out but we've, we've talked about getting Dr. Shell back in he's such a great speaker and storyteller that he can tell us a lot of this early history. And, uh, so maybe that's a good seminar topic for uh, year. But Dr. Dr. Shell has, has done a lot. Uh, of course, we also have worked hard a planning committee and on our new wet lab, we, were, we did obtain a $6 million grant from the federal government this past year and we've been working down design for our aquatic resource center that will be built at the station just north of the market building uh, and we've got floor plans and we've got kind of a general look on the outside and all this now is waiting to go before the board of trustees at their meetings next week Thursday and Friday and hopefully we'll get that the approval and budget is a big part that they'll look at uh, we're still well within our budget they give us the approval then it's all out working with our design engineering firm to, to finish the plans and to get started with the construction but I'm very excited about that it'll have some offices up front and a large uh, conference meeting room classroom type setup with a small break room and, and kitchen support for that it'll have an analytical lab like a chemistry work clean area, they don't have a biological lab that could be used for whatever, whether it's aquatic plants or odalisks or fillets or whatever the need might be. Necropsy room, it'll have some about three kind of environmental control rooms that can be uh, temperature, photo period controlled, isolated areas. And then about a third of the back end is a big open area. Uh, like we need, I think, as a uh, for research because we're we're changing we're not like a state or federal lab that knows exactly what they're going to be doing each spring and summer uh, type of fish are going to spawn and what they need but we often have a research project and we need an aquarium and we pull that out and put in fiberglass tanks or uh, troughs or whatever we might need and so we need that flexibility and that's what I think we'll have uh, with this new aquatics resource center so that's underway we're also working on a, a master plan for the station because I foresee more construction coming uh, and we just need to have a plan to know where to build up the new buildings that we're going to have so I think that's important uh, and we'll continue to have our renovation work going on <coughs> and, uh, I guess a little bit naively Randall and Esau and I kind of set out a plan four years ago that uh, we could 
do all the, the maintenance and, and badly deferred maintenance uh, work that was needed on the ponds in a five-year period. Pretty aggressive program, and he, they have kept to it. We realize it's not going to get done in five years. It's almost going to be just planned on a continuous effort to, to maintain the station because there is a, a lot there, and it's continually some changes are being made. So, uh, but with some new equipment, and we're, we're making some upgrades, some deepening of ponds, and new water supplies, and catchment basins, all kind of things that are are needed in those ponds. And we're also, of course spurred on by this dry summer we really looked hard and fast at our water management at the station and looking at some some reuse systems and i don't know there, there are certain parts of what we do that, that we have to be careful about uh, how we use the water and, and uh, pass it on recycling water in our new building most of it will be re on recirculating systems uh, but most of the water at the station goes through several ponds, uh, all the reservoir ponds and, and up above uh, Highway 72 and then it comes down through genetics and it comes into Farm Pond 11 and it comes into the, all the series of ponds at the lower station. So it gets used a number of times and we just filter it. Uh, but we are looking at some ways that we can pump the water back up, up the hill and reuse that or move it around so that water won't be such a issue dry areas and I think it probably has some good reasons to look at it for conservation purposes too if we uh, move toward a zero discharge or, or something in that order. So anyway we are continually looking at our water management and, and what would be uh, best to do. Well uh, we also had a lot going on though this past year uh, with, with a big part of that was early last June the USDA review and and because we receive a, a lot of uh, federal funds in agriculture which is true for the, the whole college each department across the nation and land-grant schools in agriculture are supposed to have a review every 10 years and call in a review team and the USDA uh, heads it up and they come down and review the program to make sure the monies are being wisely used and, and moving in the right direction but it's been much more than 50, 10 years since we had had a review and and I uh, didn't really like the idea. We were all busy enough and just thought of another uh, review like this. Uh, didn't get anybody excited, I don't think. And, and then even to top that off, we the year that we were scheduled, I think they had a, a Three or four of the departments one year we're going to have a review on the college and the next year the others were going to have it and when it was our turn the uh, USDA fell in Washington called and said well you know we just really overloaded and, and I don't think we can get to it would you mind if you if we put that off and I thought yes that's we can definitely do that but then the more I thought about it after that all the other departments had had theirs I guess two things I was thinking about one is uh, administrators turn over pretty rapidly, and, and uh, Dr. Guthrie is came out of retirement to come back in and serve as a dean, and he probably will retire again soon. And it, it would be very helpful if all these other departments have their 
a statement from their review team saying, well, they need more people in this area, they need upgraded facilities, and we don't have anything, uh, we wouldn't have the strong argument that they have. But then there was another uh, event that had really haunted me for probably a good seven or eight years. And that was uh, at a time that Dr. Jensen and I, he was department head at that time, and David Bain, I don't even remember what exactly what we were asking for, but we were asking for some consideration for something, and we went over to then Provost Walker to, to ask for the help that we felt like the university should give us. And I just remember right now, he says, you know, I've heard a lot of good things about fisheries, but it's all from the old past. He said, are you really that good? Do you, do you really deserve that consideration? And, and of course, we were caught off guard at first, but then we said, well, yes. And he said, well, you've got to prove it. You've got to show me. You need something to, sh to show him. So, you know, that, that had set not so well with me ever since that time. So I thought, all right, well, if we, we don't, we're not like a business program or a professional program like engineering and pharmacy and the other programs that, that are reviewed at this U.S. News and World or Princeton Reviews and some of the ones that you've been reading about lately that, that reviews <coughs> academic programs, fisheries across the nation is just not that big and wouldn't get into those reviews. So what could we do to show uh, that we do have a substantial program here? Uh, so I thought, okay, well this might give us that opportunity. So we did, faculty and students worked very hard on those of you that were involved in it last year. And the review team came in in June and, and spent a pretty intense week most of a week on campus and I was exhausted I expect everybody was by the end of it uh, but but I felt good I wasn't so happy at the beginning of the week but as the week went on things smoothed out and the review went well I thought and, and the review team was very encouraging with their closing comments uh, the report didn't come in until way into this past fall uh, to get something in writing and that we hopefully would have that we could use. But it did come in. It was a lengthy report. They had done a very thorough job of assessing all the areas of our program. And I found a lot of good statements in there that I have used. That I have, uh, and I just pulled out just a few of them. Uh, and these are some things that I've been sending over to the graduate school and sending over to the president's office recently and, and uh, it's really caught on. I'll tell you about a, a meeting I had with our new president on Tuesday, but these are some of the kinds of comments that were buried in. The largest university aquaculture and fisheries program of this type in the world. The, the graduate program in fisheries and aquaculture is second to none in the country. The graduate fisheries program in FAA is without peer. That the administrators had sent in a list of questions beforehand, so they, they had they had the questions that we pose as a department, but also the dean's office, the experimentation director, and the extension director, and, and the provost had all put in their questions. So one of them was, what are some peer institutions that we could be compared with? And these are the kind of answers that the review team put out. The department is a benchmark unit for fisheries and aquaculture programs. So I, I felt real good after seeing these, and I have used these, and, and they have They've, uh, the central administration has grabbed on it. I don't know if you have heard 
some of the comments. I think they've got a listing I've heard they have. I haven't looked for it, but I, I've been hearing this and, uh, from other, other places on campus. And uh, I, I met our new president Tuesday, the first time I had met him. And we were just, I introduced myself, told him I was from Fisheries. It was a meeting of other department heads and a few deans. And, and uh, he just immediately started talking about the world-class program in fisheries, the best of its kind. So he had gotten the bullets. Somebody had given him the script, and, and he latched onto those bullets. And, and so I've, I've been hearing on radio a program that he did in Mobile. P.J. Waters, our extension uh, specialist down there, your specialist, had called up and said, did you hear what the new president say about fisheries? And the same thing came out of some, some news releases in the Birmingham News. So it's caught on. So that gives us something I think to feel very good about, and, and uh, also something that I think we can know that we've got a good foundation to stand on then as we move forward, uh, that, that we do have that kind of recognition. Well, uh, one of the other interesting 